This morning, I talked to you about three men, Berechiah, Alcanah, and Obed-Edom. These are men we don't talk about much, but they're referenced in Scripture because they were door holders for the presence of God. A doorkeeper, as I'm calling it, a door holder, is that which opens the presence of God to the community and to the world. We are opening three doors as we move forward in our future. We're going to keep the doors of this church open, and we're going to offer a third service. And so we need those who will be door holders in all of the ministries that happen on a Sunday. Everything from parking lot, ushers, greeters. We need people who will serve with children. We need people who will serve in helping those who teach our children. And I want to ask Pastor Barry to stand, if you will, Pastor Barry. And if you have any questions about opening this door, this church door, I want you to see Pastor Barry because he'll get you connected because the training is starting in two weeks. We want to have you involved. There's a place for you to serve and to open the presence of God to people who need to know Jesus, to people who are growing in the Lord. We're going to open the doors to our homes. The door holder is that which opens the presence of God right there in your neighborhood. Those that you know are in the family of God who will be part of your small group, part of this church family. And then those who are yet to make that kind of choice, but you're going to welcome them in because you value people who are still on the outside. You realize that when you open the doors of your home, there is a setting that is created that you can't create in any other way. And there's the power of God that can work in that setting. Pastor Chance, would you stand please? Pastor Chance can answer the questions you have that relate to opening this door of small groups. Training will start in a few weeks. You may want to open your home, but someone else lead the group. There are many ways that you can serve to help be a door holder for the presence of God through the small groups. The third is that of our local community, serving in these outreach ministries, serving in global missions trips. Pastor, uh, Pastor Travis, would you stand, please? You can see him for any questions you have about opportunities still on the, on the horizon, and you can get involved. He can also provide training for what it means to connect with people, and then that you would be the door. We don't wait for people to come to these doors or even to the door of your home. But we take the door to them. That everywhere we go, we realize we have an opportunity to tell our story. We have an opportunity to share the grace of God that has changed our lives. And in so doing, we are opening doors by the day throughout this community. And I can tell you, people are going to get saved. We are door holders of the presence of God. Now, this presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant, was in Obed-Edom's home. But let, let's go on a journey for just a moment. Uh, let, let's go all the way back. You don't have to turn there. We'll be in 1 Chronicles 15. But let me take you back to 1 Samuel 6. And in 1 Samuel 6, God's people are up against one of their toughest enemies, the Philistines. They're not doing well. The Philistines were strong and they were winning. In like a an effort that was just whatever we can do, let's do it without thinking, without praying, without going into the instructions that relate to the Ark of the Covenant. They, they take it into battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines killed 40,000 people in that army of Israel that day. And they took the Ark of the Covenant 
And that is where we get the name Ichabod. That's where the glory has departed, was written over God's people. And now the Ark of the Covenant is in enemy territory. The Philistines have the presence of God and they take it to Ashdod. That is where they worship Dagon and there was this huge idol built in the name of Dagon right at the door of their temple. And so they parked the Ark of the Covenant right in front of Dagon. It became nighttime and through the night, everyone was asleep as sun rose and people started doing their day. They realized something strange had happened. Dagon had fallen over. They, they thought maybe a strong wind had blown in the night and that's what created it. They had never seen that happen, but they certainly didn't connect it to the fact that the presence of God was there. So they put Dagon back in its place. And the next morning they come out and Dagon has not only fallen over, but it has broken into pieces. And then they, they clue into the fact that this isn't just some ordinary situation. This is the presence of God all by God himself. He, he doesn't have one soldier coming in and drawing out a sword or drawing an arrow and shooting it from the bow. No, just the presence of God defeating the enemy. God being God all by himself. And, and there was such, such defeat there in the city of Ashdod. They said, please, get the Ark of the Covenant out of here. So they take it to Gath. We know about Gath because later we're going to see that there's a giant from Gath. His name will be Goliath. David, the shepherd boy, is going to come off of taking care of the sheep and he's going to go out and confront the giant in the name of the Lord. Well, how did they know anything about the name of the Lord? Because when the Ark of the Covenant was brought into Gath, uh, God was God all by himself and defeat came to the enemy. They said, please, get the Ark of the Covenant out of here. So they take it to Ekron and the same Thing happens. I want to tell you that when you become a door holder of the presence of God, you are offering that presence which will bring victory over the enemy to the lives of those that you're witnessing to. See, we're not just opening the door to a ministry strategy, a ministry style, or to a denomination. We are opening the door to the presence of God, and in the presence of God, there is victory. What people are looking for today is victory. Victory over the stressed out demands of this life. Victory over the challenges and the attacks of the enemy. And a door holder opens up the presence of God to that person and they find that in the presence of God, there is victory. That's why we need door holders at this church. When you open up the doors of this church and the ministries of this church, you are opening up victory to the defeated. You are opening up victory to those who have given up. You are opening up the thought that God is God and nothing is too difficult for him. You may be steeped in darkness, locked away in some kind of mindset that has you as far from God as you could possibly be, but the presence and the power of God can reach with victory into the darkness, snatching souls, door holders. Now we're going to go way forward and I would just encourage you to, to go on a journey 
with the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God through the Old Testament. And you'll find that once David becomes king, he longs to have the presence of God back in the city of David. He has put up a very special place for it. He's ultimately going to amass all these materials so the most incredible place can be built. He's not going to be allowed to build it. His son Solomon will, but, but he's getting everything in place because he has a passion for the presence of God. He doesn't manage well when he sends the first team to go get the Ark of the Covenant. It doesn't work out at all. Matter of fact, there are people who die because they mismanage transporting the presence of God. And so David says, you know, we've, we've, got, to, we've got to go back and, and make sure we get it right. And so until we figure out exactly how we're to do this, we're going to leave the Ark of the Covenant with Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom is, is an interesting study because... He comes from a line of people that were far from God, but it just lets you know that, that no one's too far from God because the presence of God ends up at Obed-Edom's house. And I want to show you something in 1 Chronicles 15. Some verses will come on the screen in a moment, not these. We're going to lead up to them. 1 Chronicles. Matter of fact, let's, let's go to the end of chapter 13. 1 Chronicles 13. And we'll start our reading at verse 14. And here's the second thing we learn about the presence of God. The Word of God says, The ark of God remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he owned. In the presence of God there is victory. And in the presence of God there is blessing. It says that God blessed his house and everything he owned. For three months, he is living in this manifest presence of God. Now, when David gets the right prescription of how to transport the Ark of the Covenant, and he sends the team to Obed-Edom's house to get it. There is something about the heart of this man that challenges all of us. This guy left his house because he didn't want to be separate from the blessing. He didn't get his eyes on all the blessings that he forgot the God of the blessing. He, after three months, though everything he had had been incredibly blessed, his whole life was completely changed. He still wanted God more than the blessings of God. He was thankful for the transformation. But he understood that you don't live by the blessing. You live by the power that comes from the God of the blessing. Let's be careful not to get our eyes so on the blessings of God that we forget the God of the blessing. Door holders. Swing the door open to the presence of God wherein there is blessing. Where every day that you live, you're blessed. Where everything that you touch is blessed. Where you're living a blessed life. Blessed beyond measure. 
Let me sidetrack and sidebar for just a moment. If you study the life of David, who ultimately has this presence back, psalm after psalm just explodes out of his heart of worship about the presence of God. Likening God from everything from a shepherd and then realizing his glory is like higher than the heavens. Consumed by the presence of God. The door holder is confident that in God's presence there's victory. So let's get everyone into the presence that we can. A door holder is confident that in the presence of God is blessing. So let's get everyone into the presence of God. This is why we must keep the doors of the church swinging as often as we can. This is why we must open the doors of your home. You know the difference when you walk into a home where the Lord is the center of that home and when you walk into a home where he's not. No one has to tell you. You sense that, don't you? How many of you have grandparents that just walked with Jesus? Now, I don't know about you, but my my grandma had a little small house. But I'm telling you, when I left that house, it was like leaving the house of a rich person, rich in the things of God. You know what I'm talking about? There's just a difference. This Obed-Edom, this man who is captivated by the presence of God, he leaves his house, he says, I don't want to be distant from the presence of God. I could stay here at my house. I can live off the blessing, the multiplication that has occurred since God has been the center of my house. But I don't want to be separate, distant from the presence of God. And so when David goes after the ark, he wants these people who will celebrate and worship as they lead the ark of the covenant back into the city of David. Now there are some verses I want to show you in 1 Chronicles 15. And when David puts those singers together, and if you'll bring up that first passage... This is verse 16, and we'll take it through about verse 18. He's saying, get the Levites and appoint brothers uh, as singers to sing joyful songs. So you're getting the idea. Pastor Mark and the praise team, they're going to be leading this thing back into the city of David. Go to the next verse, if you will. And then it's going to list all of these people. Incredible names. Go to verse 18. Look at the last part of it. And you'll see that Obed-Edom is mentioned. Now, it shows us that he's a gatekeeper, but he's also being included on the worship team. Who else would you want more on a worship team than a person who has been immersed in the presence of God for three months? Obed-Edom is saying, this is how I can stay close I'm going to be part of the worship team. And he's, going to, he's door holding, even though that's not the exact assignment there. He's still expressing the presence of God to the world. Now let's go to that next passage. This is a verse we saw this morning. Verse 24, it says, Obed-Edom and Jehiah were also to be doorkeepers. Now once they're, they're back, they, they need someone who will perform the functioning of opening the doors. And who do we find? There's our guy. Then they need to assign some ministers. So we go from singers to gatekeepers to doorkeepers. Look at this next passage. 
They're going, David is developing a team of ministers. So he appointed these Levites before the ark of the Lord to make petition, to give thanks, and to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Next verse. And here's a whole list of names. Notice right in the middle, there is Obed-Edom. Whether it was singing, leading in a procession of worship, and I don't think there the emphasis is on his skill set because if you study the preparation made for bringing the Ark of the Covenant back, they were very careful to assign those in the singing who could really sing. I think he's more of a worshiper than just a singer. Are, are you tracking with me? You have to have people with the skill. I, I told the choir and worship team this morning, I grew up in church, and I go so far back to where I remember a day somebody could come into church you never seen, you never knew, and could walk up to the preacher and say, I've got a song. Well, in my experience, that never worked out too well. That never worked out too well. You may want to hear them before you put them up in front of people. So if you study this passage, those who were chosen to lead the worship were chosen because they had a certain skill. Yet there were those who were just part of the celebration who had been overwhelmed by the presence of God. When he becomes the doorkeeper, who would you want to be a doorkeeper any more than somebody who for three months had been overwhelmed by the presence of God. See, I would ask that between now and the second week of September, let's, let's pray even more. Let's worship with even greater passion. Let's have even lengthier devotional time. Let's take in the word of God and engraft it to our soul so that when that second Sunday of September comes, whether you're swinging the door right out here or you're in children's ministry, whatever it is you're doing, you are doing it out of this passion for God and your countenance says, I've been in the presence of God. It raises expectation of what's on the inside. You create a thirst in those who don't have what you have. It's contagious. It's compelling. It is convincing. It is convicting. That is the power of the presence of God. That's what a door holder does. He, he's so overwhelmed by the presence that he opens that presence to the world. It's Obed-Edom. That's this guy we're talking about. It seems to me that the way to sum up Obed-Edom is what the guy said to me on the Sunday that I declared the vision. He came by that morning and he said, Pastor, I'm all in. Obed-Edom is all in. He was so changed by the presence of God that he was going to do whatever he had to do to stay close, involved, and opening that presence to other people. I would ask that over this summer that we pray for such a strong move of the presence of God 
that that is the heart and attitude with which we will open the door. You with me, church? There's many all-in passages when you read the Scripture. I love the one where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is being told, if you don't bow, you're going into the fiery furnace. And they say these words, Be it known unto you this day, O king, that we, we will not bow. For our God is well able to save us and deliver us. But if not, that's an all-in passage, isn't it? But if not, be it known unto you this day that we will not bow. They were all in. Jesus is raising the bar in his ministry. When you study John, you know that for the most part, you're looking at like the last year of Jesus' ministry. It it covers more than that, but the major focus is on that time frame. And you'll see him in John 6 saying to the people, now it's time for you to take your sustenance from me. It's time for you to take up your cross and follow me. And it says of many that day that they turned and walked away and were not willing to follow him because they weren't all in. Then he looks at his disciples and says, what about you? And the disciple says, hey, we're all in. And Peter became the spokesperson. And he said, hey, no one else has the words of eternal life. Hey, we are all in. I guess one of the greatest sermons I ever heard about Obed-Edom came from a man by the name of Bill Wilson. Many of you have heard of him and know of his ministry. Serves in New York City reaching tens of thousands of children every week in, in a very desperate, dangerous place of the city. He's been shot. He has had, he's been beat up. I mean, his story is, is like reading the story of Paul almost. Matter of fact, he recently was, had this huge ship made available to him to sell into a foreign country to take all of these supplies and he thought he would ask all of these people to come and help him and in one way to entice him he says look on the ship on the way over I'm going to do a lot of leadership training it'll be a great time in the presence of God and leadership development and then we will do the ministry once we arrive and hardly anyone was signing up they're going wait a minute I'm not getting on a ship With Bill Wilson. (laughs) It's the one thing that hadn't happened. He's not been shipwrecked yet. And they're thinking, I'm not getting on the ship. (laughs) Bill Wilson was the little boy whose mom was going to go into a store and get something. She asked him to sit down on the curb just outside the store and said, I'll be right back. And three days later, she had never come back. And an assembly of God man took him in made provision for him to go to a youth camp. Bill Wilson says that at that youth camp, he experienced something that he had never experienced before, the presence of God. And he said he knew after that experience, he would never be the same again, ever. He couldn't be the same. And it was in the presence of God that a call of God settled strong in his heart and now 
look at the story. Has served God with an abandonment and a devotion that, that few have. And he traces it all back to the presence of God that so impacted him. He said, I'm all in. My prayer for us as a church family getting ready to launch would be to say we are all in. Now, perhaps you're sitting there going, I've heard the all-in phrase as I've seen these poker networks. We've got all this kind of stuff, and it is a phrase you will hear. uh, And it's a person who says, I know I have a winning hand, so I'm going to put my money behind it. And they they, they put all of it, they're all in. I would say to you in this context that we have the presence of God and in the presence of God there is victory there is blessing and it's eternal so if you you if we look at our hand we we have we have everything we could ever imagine and more and when we go to the last page of the book we read about this new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven and, and we see this glorious eternity starting to unfold. So, so we're on the winning side. Now what we need to do is say, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in because I want as many people as possible to come into the awareness of this grace, this story, this life so that they too can be on the winning side. And it all goes back to the presence of God. We talk about Obed-Edom tonight. And the reason we do is because he was overwhelmed by God's presence. And he was never the same. We talk about King David. Watch King David. You want to get an idea of, of his of the influence of the presence of God on him, watch him as he becomes part of the processional of the Ark of the Covenant back into the capital city. He worships. He has seen celebration because when he and the army would come back into the city after winning great victory against the enemy, the people would shout, the people would dance, the people would celebrate. They would line the streets in this incredible parade and declare that David has killed his tens of thousands. He understood giving honor. He understood exaltation. And now that it came to the presence of God, he worshiped in a way they had never seen. He took it up a level. Because in the presence of the Lord, he was changed. You can find him in scripture and do, do the day with David. Let David become one of your mentors. Watch him looking out over the balcony as he's looking at all of the land and all of the buildings and all of the herds. And it's all his. It's all his. He's King David. There's prosperity like the nation has never known. And it's his. To his left and right are mighty men. That at just a certain look, they will step into harm's way and give their life for him gladly. They're mighty men. Turns back into that palatial palace that was his. And you'll find him going into like an inner place. And he takes his instrument and out of his heart comes these words. And they're on the pages of scripture. 
Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. What he's saying is, I've seen all of this and I have all of this. But Lord, I understand that you are the God of the blessing and I worship you. Psalm after psalm, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let us make mention that it's his name that is exalted. Well, he's forgiven me of all my iniquities. He's healed me of all my diseases. He satisfied my life with loving kindness. He's renewed my youth like that of eagles. The impact of the presence of God. That made David say, I'm all in. My call of God that happened at age 13 on a Wednesday night, it happened out of an experience of the presence of God. Tonight, I ask us to take the invitation that the New Testament writer James penned when he says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. I'm going to invite you in a moment around these altars to not be in a hurry. To kneel and shut in with God. Pray in such a way that's sincere and passionate, but not in such a way that it it would distract that person next to you who's going to be on their pursuit. So that when we all leave this place, we, like Obed Edom, like David, would say, one day in your presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. Well, when the church corporately draws near to God, when the church says, I'm going to press in, I'm going to pursue him as the deer. Hear, David, as the deer panteth after the water, so my soul longed after thee, O God. It's passion for the presence. Think of any great ministry led by any great minister, led by any great church, and I I guarantee you can trace it back to the influence of God's presence on their life that has led to the door holding of their ministry. If the second Sunday of September we open these doors, having been immersed in his presence over these summer months if you open the doors of your home in September to bring people in in a small group having immersed your heart in the presence of God if you open your personal story one on one in this community having immersed yourself in the presence of God there will be power at work way before you say anything It's the anointing of God. It's His Spirit working, impacting, before you ever say a word. If we could just say, I'm all in, Lord, I I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. See, if we can look at it this way, we can can manage our feelings about the actual changes. We can manage the difficulty and and the things that have been so dear to us, we can manage those so we can move on to another level of outreach, connection, discipleship. 
it will begin to take on an energy within us this work of the presence of God will begin to paint the picture of the future God has for us and you'll see yourself in that picture opening the door opening the door just close your eyes now Holy Spirit you're here I want you to work deep in our hearts tonight I want you to move in upon our thinking in a moment church as I invite you to the altars I want you to remember in his presence there is victory he is God in his presence there is blessing the list is so long about all there is in his presence and you're going to open that door see we are door holders would you be all in would you give yourself to this would you abandon lesser things for the greater of serving the kingdom of God just before you come I want Pastor Mark and team to sing this I want you to hear it I want you to hear it as a clarion call from the Lord himself and then when we kneel before him he is going to work in a very very personal and corporate way 